Welcome to the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Classroom Coliseum. I'm pleased to be here with John Kaiser. He is a sixth grade teacher in his eighth year at C.J. Hooker Middle School here in Goshen. He's a proud member of the Maroon team. John graduated from SUNY Oneonta with a childhood education degree for his bachelor's and went on to study special education at Manhattanville College for his master's. So he's been here for eight years. He's been involved and around doing a number of things around the district, and I'm happy to have you here, John. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. So talk to us a little bit about your background and uh, how you decided to pursue childhood education. Uh, So I've always enjoyed math and science. Um... And so I knew I wanted to do something with, with math and science. Um, and then I've always worked with kids. When I was in middle school, I had that, like, um, refing soccer games. Like, right. I was 12 refing five-year-olds, <laughs> uh, getting uh, yelled at parents. When they all just chase the ball around. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but parents are still yelling at me right. about, like, handballs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and you said, that's for me. Yes. And I was like, this is, this is it. Um, and so I worked at, then I was like a camp counselor and I worked with kids all the way up into like all throughout college. And then when it came to pick schools, I was torn between engineering and, um, teaching. So I got into Manhattan college for, um, that I could have done engineering and then Oneonta for teaching. Um, and I didn't want to like sit at a desk all day. Mm -hmm. So I, I went into teaching because I like to. Um, you know, I'm up and around working with kids. It's more dynamic and more exciting than I felt like engineering would be. Nice. Well, I I love that background experience too, to say working with kids. That's how I went into education as well. I was, did the summer camp counselor thing and uh, I didn't ref soccer, but I did ref uh, girls softball umpire as my first job and uh, developmental softball when they can't really pitch the ball is probably just as exciting as the soccer reference. Everyone (laughs) thinks they're a goalie and you're that young and <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh that's pretty funny so I do love that I love it when teachers went into school went went into the career because they love kids and it's one of the questions that I look for if I ever sit on interview committees just personally I just want to know why why are you here and um I think that's great because it, it elevates that's that's the why right we're yeah. here for kids why are you doing it if you don't like kids like you're gonna be around kids all day <laughs> right <laughs> if you don't like kids why are you doing it right and if you if you love math and science and maybe go into research or do something else with those fields to, right. to pursue it but if you gotta love kids first and i think that's that's amazing so i appreciate that um when you come to work i know that there's a lot of different things you said math and science you're a sixth grade teacher so you're a generalist really right in, yes. in new york state sixth grade is really technically <laughs> elementary school even though it's hosted in most middle schools so what's your day look like normally? Uh, so I teach math here, mm-hmm. this, the Maroon Team math teacher. So we start with those, the, the three math classes a day. And then we do teach, then I do teach ELA. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty standard. Um, but so it's, it's prepping for a block of ELA and math yes. every, every day. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I don't think a lot of people realize that, that there's two yes. sort of worlds that the sixth grade teachers have to live in. And it, it tends to be a lot of, it, it used to be a lot of planning. Now that I'm in my eighth year, it's a little bit familiar, though now um, we have a new ELA program. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, I'm still learning that ELA program, especially since I was out on paternity leave. Um, I'm a little behind on that, but we have this new ELA program. So now it's a lot of learning these new programs. Our math program is a new like iteration of, what it was, mm. um, 
So now it, a lot of my planning time is learning these these programs. That that's really important, and I'm glad you have that time. It's um, you, it was a quick comment, but uh, congratulations! You said paternity leave. So oh yes, re- a recent <laughs> child in the family. That's excellent, and uh, I love that you were able to take some time to be home and, and yes. with the family for that. Yes, I didn't get it as much with my son mm-hmm. when he was born. Your older child, my older okay. child, my maniac toddler. <laughs> okay, um, I didn't get as much time with him. Because he was born a little early. Okay. And so it was kind of last minute. Yeah. With my daughter, um, she was on time. So it was a little easier to plan. And it was right at the end of the school year. Okay. So um, my wife and I were able to plan. Like she would do two months and then I would do two months. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, You'll never make that time up again. That's that's amazing. I'm glad you had that opportunity. Um, When you get looking at your job, I know there's a lot of new things to think about. You mentioned some of the curricular things um, that you need to stay professionally current with. Um, But I know that you and I have talked before about some different um, classroom experiences that you're interested into beyond the regular, you know, reading, writing, and the math that may be more more of a rote thing. You like Mm -hmm. doing some more innovative things. Uh, I know you've looked at the breakout programs before and some other technology in the classroom. What are some things that get you excited about using different approaches in class? And what are some of the things you like to do? Um, so I definitely like the different, I mean, technology is always changing. We always have the, there's always something new. I mean, beyond just like the game, the gamifying of of stuff like Kahoot and then quizzes. Now the big one is GimKit. Um, you know, you have like things like chat GPT. Oh yeah. Um, like I even, um, previously, like I've shown it to the kids, like I'll have it come up with like project ideas for them nice. and I'll let them like pick the project from there that they want to do um you know I think at this point my algorithms are know I'm a teacher <laughs> okay so I get a lot of like teacher related stuff and right. so like I get a lot of like cool ideas just on how to use technology mm-hmm. in the classroom from you know my like Instagram algorithm at this sure. point you know um and so it, it's always changing. Like the classroom is always changing. Uh, so it, it keeps it exciting. That's actually a really great tip as far as a way to connect and find that information. It's just, you know, once you start plugging things into your different algorithms, it'll help you continue down that path, which is great. Um, I think it's really important to stay relevant and current as we look at different approaches. And um, some of the things that uh, some some folks might say, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years this way, and they almost wear it as a badge of honor. But I don't feel like that's what the badge of honor that you carry. I feel like you want to want to try new things and, and innovate, which I, I respect. Well, uh, you know, I've been here for eight years, but in that eight years we had COVID and oh, yeah. I've had, you know, three different math programs, several different ELA programs. Like I can't do the same thing every year. Sure. Like, I've had to be like, learn to be flexible. Um, and I think that's helped. Like now when they come in, they, they ask me to do something in the classroom or do something new. I, it's not a big deal. Cause like I've had to do, I've had to change the way I've done things. Yeah, you know, every year since I've been here. Yeah, I would actually argue that um, people used to fight change, but I feel like the only ch- only constant in education these days is change. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's always coming. I um, I grew up like I'm a millennial, um, <laughs> so I grew up in that that time frame of like when I was in middle school, it, when I was in eighth grade, like we got that first cell phone, the Nokia brick. Oh scan. yeah, um, and so back, like, in, back in trend again. Yeah, so I've seen technology change and I've had to I've had changed with it since like I was a kid Mm -hmm. um and I think that lends itself to the flexibility now because especially now most of the changes in education are technology based 
That's true. A, a lot of that for sure. Did you remember a time what before the internet in your life, like in your house? I mean, I think I was 13 when I got the internet in my house that I can remember. I don't remember before the internet, but I do remember like being in like fifth grade and trying to get on AOL, <laughs> but like having to yell at my parents, like stay get off the, the phones phone. That's right. because I need the dial up. Yeah. Um, you know, and now it's like instantaneous. Right. Yeah, we're, we're connected in our pockets, right? Yeah. With, with, and our Bluetooth devices and everything. It's crazy. No, absolutely. Um, I'm just curious about that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure even in our undergraduate work, um, that certainly wasn't a thing. I might have taken one class in college about technology in, cl- in schools. I had to take and that was one. About it. I had to take one technology undergrad and I took it on building computers because I like to build computers. Oh, cool. Um, but the computers they had us build were years old. And I'm yeah. like doing these, I'm using cables that just never get used anymore. Right, right, right. You know, it was kind of that class alone even was out of date. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. The one class that I took in my, in my undergrad, um, I was not a great math student um, for various reasons growing up. But one of the, I mean, maybe I could have been. But <laughs> in college, the math class I was able to take was on, like, Microsoft Excel, which has translated so much now into yeah. my world where I'm running spreadsheets and data collection stuff all the time. It's just, it's just amazing to think about that. But, yeah, it's crazy to think about how things have changed and how they continue to. Well, one thing that doesn't change is that we go home and ref- we reflect, I think, at the end of our days and with our loved ones, our friends and family. And uh, when you go home at the end of the day and you talk to your, your loved ones and you say, uh, you know, today was a good day, what does that day look like for you? Um, I mean, it's, it's funny. My wife and I are both teachers. Okay. And so we, we go home and we talk a lot about, a, about our days and the things that went well, the things that didn't, get, didn't go well, maybe issues with parents or kids or whatever. Um, and I find myself like the days that are – the good days are the days where, like, especially if I see one of those kids have that, like, aha moment in math. Yeah. Um, you know, like, today I started a new chapter in math, and as I'm going through it, I have kids, like, I'm walking around. I can see that they're starting to get the concept. I have kids giving me thumbs up. Like, sure. I can see they're, they're catching it, um, and that feels good because math is not easy for everybody. Mm-hmm. So those days where kids, like, really get it, like, those are good days. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should take that class. I mean, you need to learn <laughs> about percents. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I may. I, I, did, I did struggle when my son was in sixth grade math trying to help out. I thought that maybe I met my threshold in fifth grade. So. I, yeah, uh, this is usually, <laughs> this is this is the grade. Sixth grade is usually starts the grade to go. it starts to go for parents. <laughs> and they're like, what are these kids doing? Oh, my gosh. I can't, I relate so much to that. It's crazy. But, no, that's awesome. And, um, yeah, wh- when when you're doing the work and putting the work in and then seeing those, those moments where the pieces come together, I think that those are special moments. Yeah. I agree with you. That's great. Um, if you have, if, you, if students were listening, um, current students, future students, whatever, and they, and you were able to give students one piece of advice from Mr. Kaiser, do you have anything you'd give them? You know, I've been thinking about this question when I, from, from the beginning when I saw it. It hangs heavy, doesn't it's, it? It's, yeah, it's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard question. But I think, cause you know, I've noticed over the years, um, you know, I'll grade a test or a quiz and a student who did really well, like a 95, like I, I've had students come up to me and say like, thank you for the 95. And I'm like, I didn't give that to you. You earned it. Sure. You know, um, I think, I think sometimes ownership of things kind mm. of disappears from the kids. Like I think sometimes they don't, it good and bad. And I think just realizing when you have to own something might, can, can go a long way to help because help self-esteem help whatever because like if a student knows that they they earned a 95 right 
You no. didn't give it to them. I didn't give it to them. That's right. what they earned. They might feel better about themselves. In and the same way they might have earned a zero. Right. In the same but and then sure. if they own that, if they own that and say, you know, I messed up, then right. then it's like, okay, now they can see what do I need to do to fix it. Yeah. While if they look at me and say, Mr. Kaiser gave me a zero. Right. It's like, all right, well, you've taken the blame off yourself, so why are you gonna change? Yeah. You know. It's a heavy lesson. It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's look the at look noticed. at our world, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe some noticed. adults could take that too. Good advice <laughs> for everybody. So watch the news. <laughs> yeah. You might see people deflecting and turning things off, right? Yeah, and maybe that's what we're doing with our, with students too. But I think yeah. that's great to take ownership, to own that responsibility, and to to move forward with that. Yeah, good and bad. Like I said, ninety five. You earned that. I didn't give it to you. That's right. Love it. Love it. And hopefully more and more kids are getting those grades as those aha moments come together for you too, John. Oh, that be a good day. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Listen, John, thank you so much for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum. Thank you for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. Through collaboration, innovation, and a commitment to excellence, we are building the foundation for a brighter tomorrow. Thank you for being a vital part of our mission to elevate, educate, and empower the learners of today and the leaders of tomorrow.